Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and thanks for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy-to-understand insights, strategies, and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, it's a first of a two-part episode on how to structure your lending so that you can save tax. Uh, firstly, it's really important to get good quality credit advice because how we structure loans and how we fund investments and so forth can have a big impact on the amount of tax that we pay now and, and possibly in the future when our circumstances change. So we need to have the right structure that accommodates those sorts of changes. So there's seven tips. I'll share three in this uh, episode uh, and then in part two I'll share the, the re- remaining four. So the first one is always borrow the maximum and use an offset. So when we first purchase a, an investment, be it shares or property, uh, the maximum tax deductible loan is determined by how we um, initially pay for that investment. So uh, let me use a, an example. If we go and buy a property, for example, for $200,000 and we've got, say, $60,000 of cash, let's ignore costs, so we only need to borrow $140,000. If we go and do that, borrow $140,000 and then maybe a year later think, whoops, shouldn't have put that $60,000 into that property. I actually now want to use it for a non-deductible purpose, like renovating the family home. Uh, I might just go back to the bank and say, can you increase the loan to $200,000 and then claim a deduction? Uh, the ATO will will regard that as two different loans, one that will be tax deductible for $640,000 and then a new loan for the for the $60,000 for which won't be deductible because you're going to use it for your renovating for your home. So you've got to think very carefully um, about how much you borrow when you first purchase an asset, again, be it shares or property. And my advice is don't put any cash in. Instead, just put the cash in the offset account so that you you go and borrow, going back to my example, $200,000 and you put your $60,000 in the offset account so that you're only charged interest on the 140, but in the future you can go and redraw or pull the money, the um, $60,000 out of the offset account and use it for whatever purpose you want. So uh, you, you need to crystallise the maximum tax deductible loan when you first initially purchase the property. Uh, number two, always use interest only. So again, kind of interrelated to the first uh, point, but um, what we don't want to do is necessarily repay debt. Instead, what I would suggest is off- offset debt. So put it in, an, in a linked offset account. If you don't understand how offset accounts work, just Google it. There's plenty of information online. Um, so instead of reducing the actual loan amount, put it in the offset. It, it'll reduce the amount of interest that you, you uh, pay and you can potentially offset completely 100% of the loan and therefore you won't pay any interest. But the benefit is that you're preserving the original tax deductible loan amount so that you can always go back and take the money out of the offset account and then claim the interest because you know, now it's you don't have it fully offset uh, in the future. So, you know, whereas if you repay a loan, it's gone forever. You can't get it back unless you sort of change the ownership of that um, investment, which will trigger w- with property stamp duty and, and uh, other assets, capital gains tax. Number three is minimise the security you give lenders. So a, a really common example is when um, some clients, they go out and buy an investment property, right? They might have uh, spent a lot of time and, and hard work repaying their home, home loan, so they might own their home outright. And they'll go off to the bank and they'll say, look, we want to buy this investment property. And the bank will go, yep, no problem. Here's the loan. We're going to take both your house and the investment property as security. Uh, In that situation, you're probably actually 
better off and, and you don't need to necessarily give the bank two properties as security. Maybe they can just use your house, for example, and you keep the title to the investment property. I always say that my advice is the best time to borrow is when you don't need it. Uh, that's typically when you're at your most strongest and uh, you should proactively maintain your loan-to-value ratio at about 80%. So if I'm going to give uh, a property for as security to a bank, I want the maximum amount of credit, at least credit limit, uh, possible. I might not need it and I might not intend to use it in the future, but let's lock it in there. At least then I've got access to the, that capital. If something arises, I can utilise it. So proactively look at how much security does the bank have and can you pull back some properties take some properties away and and, uh, release them because the more uh, properties that aren't encumbered uh, the the so safer your your situation is so that's the first uh, three tips which is um, always borrow the maximum using offset only repay interest only and minimize security i'm going to go through the last four in the next uh, part two of this podcast until then bye